And good afternoon, Sagaholics. We have a special episode of Genesis Gems, Episode 7, The X-Men. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> I like it. I'm your host, uh, Josh, and with me I have... Uh, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are, That's way, it. You guys are <laughs> way too polite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you, no, you go first. <laughs> uh, Landon. Uh, Nick. <laughs> I kind of felt like the Von Trapp kids right there. <laughs> no, you hang up first. Yeah, you hang up first. That was the best intro ever. Ever, that's right. Okay, guys. Well, the, the last um, episode we covered Crewball, and we were a house divided, weren't we? Yes. Yep. Yeah, so yes. so I said it was a gem. Uh, Landon, did you, were you the one who said it was a gem, too? I think I was a gem on that one. Okay. And then Hoser Nick and Hoser Josh said it wasn't. <laughs> no, take off, man. Yeah, no, no way. way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we actually got some feedback on that. Uh, lots of good uh, feedback, as a matter of fact. And one of them was from our friend Robin Callum, director of the NES Club uh, documentary that's coming up. And he says this about Crewball. He says, yep, for sure. Love me some Crewball. Probably one of the lesser-known brand um, titles for the Genesis. Uh, nowhere near the mainstream music license that Moonwalker had. And Pinball? How is MC associated with pinball versus, say, like a racing game? The oddity factor and low awareness make it a gem. So he makes a good point there. Brian Jellison. Great podcast, guys. Just got done listening to the new episode about Crewball. I think it's a great game myself. Any game that combines pinball with Motley Crue, Motley Crue is cool, even though the game could use more crew. There was not a lot of pinball games I can think of on Genesis slash Mega Drive, so Crewball was a cool release on the Genesis. I own a copy of it, but the Japanese import version. It's pretty much the same game. Sweet, so that's 2-4. Who knew Motley Crew was big in Japan? I, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, one other feedback that we did have, uh, I was contacted by a talent recruiter for my uh, Score High Score song, but I had to turn it out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I understand, man. Play in the field, play in the field. you got to uh, keep them wanting for more. That's right, that's right. What's the next one going to be? Uh, it's a surprise. We'll see. You haven't thought of it yet, have you? Uh, no, totally, I have. Uh, yeah, I, I can see you doing Doctor Feelgood next. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, okay. Uh, we actually did get a audio submission from our good friend William Culver from Arcade USA. It's a YouTube channel about uh, uh, different arcades he visits. So, you know, while he travels across the country. And uh, he just recently started with Mike Kennedy, a ColecoVisions podcast. <laughs> um, and it's it's very good show. We we uh, have actually they're part of our Retro Junkies network now. And he had this to say about uh, Crewball. Hey Genesis Gems, Willie here from the Arcade USA YouTube show and the ColecoVisions podcast with my thoughts on Crewball for the Sega Genesis. Now I really enjoy Sega. I have a rather large Sega collection in my own right. Everything from the Master System all the way up to the Dreamcast. But this this the crew ball pinball game, uh, I have to say, I don't really think it should be a gem, uh, mainly because of the ball physics in it. Uh, the ball seems a little floaty, like it's really light. There's really no weight behind the ball. 
And also, they didn't bother to include any of Motley Crue's music as part of the gameplay as you play the level. Uh, of course, you can listen to Dr. Feelgood when you turn the cartridge on, and they have some other music tracks there that you can listen to, but all the soundtracks in the actual gameplay was written by a Mr. Schmidt. has nothing to do with Motley Crue. I guess that could be because the game was almost done, and at the last minute they got the Motley Crue license to put on it. That's all I can figure, but it would have been a lot nicer if they would have had Motley Crue songs playing as you play pinball. Of course, you can address that by just turning the sound off on your Sega Genesis or your speakers and just listen to Motley Crue as you play the pinball game. That's kind of like what I had to do just to get through this crazy game. Being a Sega Genesis gym, well, I think Mr. Horse from Rinna Stimpy can sum it up for me. Hmm. Las cucarachas entran, pero no pueden salir. No, sir. He doesn't like it. Well, that's just my short opinion on the game. Uh, you can't please everybody all the time, but anyway, uh, keep up the great podcast, guys. I really enjoy it. Love your work. All right, now it's time to get into X-Men for the Sega Genesis. But first, uh, we need to talk about, you know, X-Men in our childhood. I mean, it was a big part of our childhood growing up. So do you guys have any X-Men memories? Like, Josh, we'll start with you. Um, not really, not in particular. I remember the cartoon was on. I always thought it was pretty cool. Um, like I said, I've never really been into comics all that much, uh, other than recently with the Turtles. So I wasn't really into the comics. I did see some of the cartoons. I thought they were cool. Um, and I think the, the arcade game X-Men was really awesome. I played that a couple times. I was uh, impressed with that, but... Uh, that's about it for me. I wasn't really a huge X-Men fan, um, but I did think it was cool and it was really popular at the time. How about you, Nick? Yeah, X-Men. Loved that as a kid. Um, the show, action figures, any video game I could get my hands on, I was huge into X-Men. Uh, I had a friend that lived down the street from me, and we used to collect the toys. So um, about you know every weekend or so, I might go over there and spend the night, and I'd bring all my X Men toys. We trade, and it was real cool. We'd we'd stick all the toys in the middle, and when we would play, we would all pick. You know, we'd take. We'd almost like like a draft. I want this guy. I want this guy, and we'd you know face each other. It was this big dorky thing we did, but um, I loved X Men. So um, yeah, and I. And the cartoon that came out, we actually talked about that on my uh, my podcast, NES podcast, and uh, you know I, ge- I geeked out over that big time. Um, you know the original, the cartoon from the nineties. So th- that was that was kind of my exposure to X Men, and of course I started reading some of the comics. Um, I have some of the uh, some of the comp- you know the graphic novels they call them, with the comic books, just some compilations and stuff. So that era of X Men to me was was the best and my favorite. So yeah, whether or not I like this game, it always held a special place in my heart. So. Uh, my first experience with the X-Men was probably around second or third grade. Uh, you remember when they used to have like the little uh, book order forms that they would hand out to you, and it's like, you know, you can order books <laughs> through the school and oh, yeah. whatnot. I, uh, I ordered one that was a it was giant-sized X-Men coloring book, and that was kind of my first exposure to it. I really, you know, I read the coloring comic book, I guess you could call it, got into it, started watching the TV show, and started getting the figures, and I still have a Weapon X Wolverine somewhere that I absolutely love to this day. Oh, that's awesome. So, did you love the uh, cartoon growing up? I love the cartoon growing up, and in fact, if you really want to watch the cartoon again, I think the entire series is on Netflix now. Oh. Uh, I took a marathon last summer. I think I watched (laughs) X-Men, like... Three episodes a day for two months straight last summer when we were out of school. So, 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was the same way. I loved, I loved the cartoon growing up. I used to watch that pretty much. Uh, I think it came on. Was it weekdays or or weekends? I can't remember. But I had a routine. I'd watch it just just about every episode. Uh, I was huge on the comic books. My dad would take me to this comic book store. Well, actually, it was just a dollar store. But at the end of the uh, the back of the dollar store, it was near Philadelphia. The back of it had a whole bunch of like uh, comic books bundled up in a pack, like you'd get four or five in a pack. And you know, I'd get all the off-brand like X Factor and and uh, Excalibur and all those off-brand kind of X Men comics. But I loved them, and I loved the artwork and everything. I used to tape them up around uh, you know my room and stuff. Um, so I loved the toys. Uh, I remember going to the toy store and checking out all the cool, um, you know, box art for the toys and everything and the figures. Didn't have a lot, but I remember seeing them a lot. So the X the X Men were a huge part of my childhood, and one of my favorite video game memories was uh, at a Chuck E. Cheese playing the X Men beat 'em up game, and nobody would play with me. <laughs> all my friends, yeah, I'd, I'd try to, uh, I'd be about to to die and stuff, and all my friends would be like, uh, you know, I tell them I'd be like, hey, come on guys, help me out here, I'm about to die. They're like, okay, and then they'd they'd come over, they'd try to help me out for a little bit, they'd get bored real quick, so I ended up uh, dying pretty quickly in the game, but I don't know, I just, that one sticks out for me, so uh, the X-Men were kind of a big part of my childhood, so, and and I I didn't actually play this game until much, much later, Uh, and kind of like what you said, Nick, whether or not this game's considered a gem, it doesn't kind of tarnish my uh, fondness for the X-Men franchise, so, so shall we get into the game, gents? Check this out. I don't know if you want to put this on the show or not. This is how much I Let's like do it. it. <laughs> how about that? Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I had to nice. <laughs> That was pretty sweet. I had to learn the theme song. Epic. All, All right. right. Well, I think that's an excellent segue into the X-Men game for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> that was awesome. Whatever. <laughs> no, that was cool. <laughs> X-Men was 1993 release for the Sega Genesis and Mega Drive. It was developed by Western Technologies, uh, who also developed the Vectrex system in 1982. Oh, uh, man. I love the Vectrex. That's awesome. Oh, do you have it? Oh, I have it. It's probably my favorite, most, most dear system. Really? Ever. Yes, no I way. love the Vectrex. Yeah, I, I've seen. I mean, I've seen them before, but I've never actually played one. So yeah, it's uh, it's all vector graphics. I so know. For 1982, it's basically uh, the most fluid and quick animation action that you're going to see. Uh, even better than some. Uh, regular raster arcade graphics it's really cool because you can pan you can zoom and huh. do all that kind of stuff and you've got games that look 3d it's amazing it's did, awesome didn't they have like overlays you could put on it too yeah they did have overlays i've got star trek and it's a star trek overlay so uh it tells you like uh it's like a blue overlay so it kind of makes the screen look a little blue and then there's like a rectangle in the middle for um aiming and then it has labels for like you know energy and lives and stuff like that but um wow yeah, huh. it's really cool and the games the games look 3d and in the space shooter games it's actually drawing an electron beam straight across the screen and it's really bright and intense so it actually looks like a laser beam going across the screen huh. uh, so if yeah if you ever play one in emulation it's not the same if you play one in person and you look at it uh the only word i can use to describe it is magic it looks like magic it's awesome <laughs> oh that's awesome now yeah, man you make me want to get one of these <laughs> oh it's, it's awesome huh yeah, apparently uh, Western Technologies uh, designed the system and, uh, and also developed this game, so that's kind of neat. Okay, um, so 
Uh, there aren't many direct ports of this game, or there aren't any direct ports of this game that I could find, although there were several X-Men games prior to this Genesis game, uh, and one infamous game is Uncanny X-Men for the NES in 1988, which I did not know was an LJN game, but that explains a lot. <laughs> uh, there's X-Men for the Commodore 64 and the DOS in uh, 1989 that was released, X-Men 2 Fall of the Mutants in 1991, the arcade game, the famous arcade game in 1992, and uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men Arcade's Revenge for the Super Nintendo in 1992. So there were a lot of X-Men games out at the time, uh, but none of them were direct ports of this one. This, this is kind of its own game. Uh, the designer was Bruce Straley, Steve Ross, and Jeff Fort. Uh, the music was done by Fletcher Beasley, who also did World Series Baseball for the Sega Genesis. Um, and this game was relatively well-received in the early 90s. Game Fan Magazine gave it an 86 out of 100 in April 1993. Uh, Sega Force gave it a 78 out of 100 in August of 1993. And Power Unlimited gave it an 82 out of 100 in November of 1993. So back in the early 90s, this was considered a decent game. So we are going to see if it still holds up 20 years later. Right, guys? That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. All right, so 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 Nick, um, can you tell us a little bit about the gameplay? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, you start you start out. You're in the I guess is it called the war room, the training room, whatever it is with the uh, it's danger room. Danger room. It's called the uh, the danger room. The, I believe the danger room. Now, see, I can get used to that. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. But yeah, you're, you're tasked with choosing uh, one out of four X-Men, which I thought was a good variety. Um, I'm a huge Gambit fan, so that made me happy. But you got Gambit, Wolverine, Cyclops, and Nightcrawler, which Gambit and Nightcrawler are two of my favorites, so that, that just kind of made my day. Um, but yeah, you get to choose from one of them, and you kind of wander around the danger room, and uh, you, you get into a, uh, a level. But uh, you get you get thrown into a stage, which you actually think is a simulation at first. And of course, there's a little twist at the end of that. But uh, and um, the cool thing is about it, you can switch between characters a, f- uh, a few times within the game. But uh, it, it's a standard. Uh, I don't want to call it a beat 'em up. It'd be more like an action game. But you have a uh, a melee attack, and then each character has their own um, has their own um, special power. Yeah, it's kind of like a beat 'em up platformer, right? Because you're you're jumping around trying to to get to different areas, and you're also fighting. Yeah, exactly, and and. You know, yeah. I, I can get the gripes later, but one of my, you know, w- what makes this not as good as most beat 'em up games or, or other games? I, f- I feel like the hit detection was a little off. Um, I'd always I had a, had a little trouble when I'd use my melee attack. So, but yeah, definitely a platformer. Um, I know in the first level when those little uh, platforms are kind of going up the trees, and you're actually uh, that's a lot of skill there. The platforming was pretty tight, I thought. Um, actually, jumping from limb to limb and everything, but uh, it did it did it mixed it pretty well. Some action and platforming, and uh, I guess you could say there's a little bit of puzzle. You'd have to go through and open certain things of doors and uh, hit switches. So there's a little bit of a puzzle element there, and uh, I always like these kind of games where you could go. You didn't just it's not just linear. You're not just going right. You can go left and right. So you have to backtrack a little bit, go here and there. So, but um, yeah, other than that, it's just a cool action game. There's bosses. Um, you know, the first stage had a couple bosses. You had Juggernaut, and then you had the uh, I don't I can't remember the boss was at the end of the first stage. But um, and then you also get uh, along with your special powers, you can call upon your friends, as I called it. Uh, I know Rogue and uh, Storm and uh, Iceman, which. To me, when Rogue came in, it was one of the coolest sound effects of the whole game. I don't know what it was about. It just had this cool... I don't know I don't know if that's the FM sound, as you would call it in Genesis, but she just had this awesome sound effect when she came in. Yeah, so that, so that was cool. And Iceman, his power was kind of... Uh, kind of... Uh, 
I don't know, worthless, I guess you'd say, except for when, <laughs> except for when you're uh, wanting to skip the juggernaut scene, you can get to the top of that treetop and shoot Iceman across and just make yourself a bridge. You don't even have to fight juggernaut. One of my, which I never knew. Yeah, yeah, one of my one of my <laughs> awesome cheap tricks. But other than that, I, yeah, it would have been nice to know that when I was trying to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why don't you text us? Yeah. <laughs> but, what a hoser. I, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I sent a Facebook message like, yeah, I just gotta wait till he goes away. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying. That's I'm me. In the that tree. was on me. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. in the tree. I'm like, what the heck? And he, he jumps. And you fall down. You try to jump back up. And so I, I finally got the timing down on that. And then there's those bees that come. <laughs> And a Wolverine getting stung by bees, losing all my health. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Speaking of Wolverine, what was really nice about him is I think couldn't he actually heal after a certain amount of time? Like, like did yeah, his I own? Think he pa- could. Yeah, that's really cool. Like that they because that was his ability in the cartoon and the comic books. He could heal himself along, you know, with the adamantium claws that he had, and like his, I guess, extra sense and sniffing or whatever, smelling, whatever. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch. So what do y'all think about the the graphics, like um, the sprites in particular? I think they're pretty good, especially for 93. I mean, like, for example, Gambit's sprite is really, really detailed. Like, you can kind of see the folds in his coat if you look. Yeah. And his, uh, his outfit, like, you can see the lines in it really, really well. Uh, Cyclops is another. Uh, you can really, really see his muscles, like, really well through his suit and everything. He must work out. He does. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the the graphics are really good. The enemies are detailed too. Uh, like level two, I forget where it is. I think it's when the when they go to space and they're is it Avalon that they go to that's in space? Was well, Asteroid X-Men. M? No, it's uh, it's can... the people that they, they meet it like they meet them like third or fourth episode of the cartoon show. But oh, yeah. uh, the the guys there are really detailed. They have a lot of armor and you know there's a lot of detail to the like head pieces and to their guns and everything so the, the graphics to me are really really good in this game yeah i agree I, what do you what do you think uh josh uh, i like a, with nightcrawler his tail kind of moves and it's actually a pretty smooth animation mm-hmm. even when he's just standing there so like you guys saying it's pretty good attention to detail and even like when he punches you can kind of see there's actually a couple of movements like one arm moves and then the other arm moves so uh, the the detail and the color is really good, and uh, particularly the animations are really good. Just punching and jumping and everything. I, I thought they did a pretty good job. They seem pretty lifelike. Now, what, what do you all think of the stage design? Because, uh, you know, to me, personally, I thought the stage design was a little bit bland. Especially, I, I don't know, uh, th- th- there were even times where I thought that this, um, the platforms that you're supposed to jump on were almost hidden. You know, like they were really hard to see. Uh, so, I mean, what did you all think of yeah, in the first level especially, there's a few treetops that I thought I was going to jump through a tree, and I just landed on the tree, and there's an enemy, behind, you know, like an enemy behind the branches. That, that kind of kind of threw me off. But yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. It's a little little bit bland. I mean, it seemed like because when I talked about doing that Iceman trick to get past Juggernaut, I, I would do it. I would do it too soon at times because the environment looked exactly the same from this treetop as it did the next one. So, yeah, I'd, right, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I thought they could have done a little bit better in the Savage Land, uh, that first level. Um, mm-hmm. But it was kind of confusing. And, you know, sometimes guys would be hiding in those platforms, like behind branches, and you couldn't actually see them. So right. I, yeah, I, I thought, it, yeah, I just thought it wasn't really designed all that well. But um, duh, did you guys know that uh, they're actually a tribe of bloodthirsty leopard men? That's who you're fighting. <laughs> and I'm, I'm starting to wonder now, do you think they're at all related to the Cheetah Men? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. This They're level, cousins. this level, made me really angry. So I think it might be. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm just saying. They're cousins to the cheetah men. Yeah, <laughs> they've got to be. I mean, something. Yeah, I mean, they're mutants. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, you know, and, and i got to give this game a lot of credit because graphically, this has to be the best, you know, well... Between this and the Spider-Man and X-Men game, this has to be one of the best home console versions of the X-Men so far. You know, there, I mean, there, there are games that surpass it later on, but you know, at, at around 1993, this is the, about the best game you could get graphically uh, if you like the X-Men. So I, I got to give it a lot of props there. Um, I really like the fact that uh, the abilities uh, are very, you know, they're all in the game. You know, for each different mutant, I like the fact that you can actually call in your other mutants. That's a nice feature. Um, I guess before we get into the stuff we didn't like about the game, let's talk about the music. Uh, what do y'all think of the music? Like, uh, Josh, we'll start with you. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, I thought it was it was fairly technical. There's a lot of layering going on, even in the uh, the very first section where you're hearing the intro music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it kind of grabbed me right away. I thought it was pretty impressive for the the Genesis and. You know, there's always a lot that you can do, uh, just because the Genesis has such a great sound setup. But uh, overall, I think I was pretty impressed uh, with just basically the technicality and uh, and and rhythm and everything in the in the music. I thought it was pretty good. It was there a certain level you liked the best? Uh, I like the intro song a lot, really. Actually. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I thought I thought that it was pretty sweet. So. <laughs> right on cue. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just it mimics. Uh, it's like you almost hear like a synth and guitar and everything in there. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of reminds you of the Darth Vader um, theme a little bit. Yeah, the Imperial March. <laughs> yeah, yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so what do you think, Landon? What, what did you think of the music? Were there any tracks that stood out to you? I liked it. I'm I'm kind of like Josh. I like the intro track, and I like the uh, the second level track. It's got kind of a really uh, hard guitar rock sound to it. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. How about you, Nick? Yeah, I'd agree with you guys. Intro intro song is definitely awesome. Um, the, the Genesis itself has some of the best music in games, but it, some of those sound effects can almost on some games can almost be a little unbearable. And yeah. I, I, I don't think this was it. I, I think I've said this in the past Genesis Gems episode, but uh, there's some games where they use them and their sound effects. It just sounds like a cat dying. But, uh, <laughs> but that was the Road Rash episode. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to hear them use the Genesis sound the way, way it should be because there's a, there's a ton of good Genesis games out there that have some amazing soundtracks, and, but sometimes people can just completely blow it. But this, this was a good one. I mean, when, you, when you're in the stages, it's kind of laid back and low-key a little bit. Um, but you know, it's it's nothing's nothing jumped out on me as just awful, so that's good. Mm. I, I did not like the the sound of the giant prehistoric bees. Yeah, <laughs> it got kind of annoying. It's yeah. Like, oh like, yeah, on, yeah. Oh, on and on, and <laughs> even when you pause the game, it still goes. Like I felt so bad. <laughs> like I, I was playing on my uh, on my Sega, and I pause it, and I walk away uh, to go to the bathroom, or whatever. And my wife's like sitting there on her phone or whatever, and I come back and I still hear the bees. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was gone and you had to listen to those bees for like five minutes straight. (laughs) Yeah. I thought they were hummingbirds the first time I heard it. I'm like, man, those hummingbirds are deadly. (laughs) Yeah, right? They hate me. (laughs) Should have brought some nectar, man. Uh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, I have to agree. The the music to me, um, I've I've heard better song or better music on the Genesis. I thought some of the tracks were a little forgettable, but you know, I, like like you said, Nick, there's nothing that seemed uh, annoying, uh, or you know, like you said, like a cat giant <laughs> crying or something. <laughs> uh, but you know, overall, I really liked the intro track. I liked um, 
Uh, there was another track on there I liked a lot too. I think it was Stage Three, uh, which is as furthest I got. Um, but yeah, I, I thought overall the music was pretty good. And this the guy, I think, what's his name? Fletcher Beasley. He went on to do a lot of Sega Genesis games uh, and World Series Baseball, which is one I played a lot. Uh, he did that one as well. So uh, music was pretty good, pretty solid. So, uh, so let's talk about things we didn't like about the game. So, Nick, we will start with you, my man. Oh, man. Uh, where do I start? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think my biggest complaint, and this is for any game that like this, is just bad hit detection, when, especially when you're doing melee attacks. Because mm-hmm. you know, we were talking like about Battletoads in the NES podcast about how you, you can... You know, there's no rumble feature in these old games, but you can almost feel yourself hitting the enemies in Battletoads. And mm-hmm. this game, you walk up to a guy and you start throwing punches, and there's no sign of him getting hit. It's just, <laughs> am, am I hitting this guy or not? I hope so. And then he just blows up. And that, that's always, yeah, that's always my biggest complaint on games. And that's why I like games like Streets of Rage and Comic Zone, because you actually see the enemy reacting to your punch. And this mm. this game doesn't have that. That annoys me, and it almost makes me not not want to do any melee attacks at all. So that. that that's my first complaint. Um, second complaint, um, probably, I don't know, maybe just a level design, like you said. I, uh, mm-hmm. it just felt it felt kind of bland. And I, I thought the sprites looked really good of each of each character. I mean, like like Landon, yeah. like Landon was saying, I'm, I'm a huge Gambit fan, so just to see you know his coat, the way it was it was uh, designed, and just the way he, uh, yeah, he he looked like Gambit, the way he'd hold that pole and everything. It, I thought that was cool, mm-hmm. but I, I thought they could have done a little bit more work in the level design and the and the overall difficulty. I, I know old games are supposed to be difficult, but I thought this one was a little bit di- too difficult. And then right. and then when you beat it on easy like I did, Magneto just pretty much calls you a loser and tells you to rethink your life. Um, <laughs> I, jeez, uh, <laughs> oh, what a jerk! Yeah, I, I didn't really appreciate that, but uh, yeah, th- th- those are my two big complaints. How about you, Josh? How about you, Josh? Well, I didn't make it past the first level. Um, so the first time I played it, I couldn't get past about the first quarter of the first level because that, there's that big wall and you've got to hit that switch. Mm-hmm. There's a switch. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, did, I had no idea to look for a switch. So for like 10 minutes, I'm looking around and then uh, I died because I was looking around getting stung by bees. And then finally, the <laughs> yeah, the second time I finally found it. I was really mad once I found. It. I was like, seriously, you hit it down there? Whatever. <laughs> so um, I punched it. I got past it, and then I kept getting to Juggernaut and dying because there's. It seems like there's no way to do any damage to him without. So for me, I was I was just frustrated, and uh, it wasn't clear to me what I was supposed to do, and I, I had no idea how to beat Juggernaut, and uh, you hosers didn't tell me how. So, Nick's <laughs> fault. It is my fault. Sorry. Yeah. I was just trying to get a leg up on you all. I wanted to get the best score, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. So I didn't get past the first level. I did. Uh, I did look up a cheat code to look at some <gasps> of the other levels. Yeah, I know. I know. It's for, for the good of the show, though. Oh, right? okay, okay. So uh, uh, there's a, I think you put the second controller in the port and you press some keys and then there's eight, like, it looks like little uh, ports or something right after where you spawn in the beginning of the game and each one of those signif- uh, signifies one of the levels. Mm-hmm. So you put in the code and then you stand in front of the, one of the things and you hit the C button and it transports you to that level. Oh, So cool. uh, I did get to look at some of the other levels. Um, I thought they were pretty cool. I guess uh, overall I have to agree with Nick. Uh just the the hit detection and responsiveness. Like you don't, um, it's not very satisfying when you punch somebody in the face, which <laughs> which you know, it normally be. yeah it should be right. Should be very you know? satisfying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, to me, I just I didn't feel like I was a superhero, and there were a bunch of weak guys I was beating up. 
Uh, I kind of felt like I was, you know, just a regular guy almost getting getting beat up trying to get through the level. Right. Um, and I didn't like the limitation on your superpowers. It seemed like you could really run out of your superpower juice really fast. So, uh, but it was really cool that uh, that you could retract the claws on um, Wolverine. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I just sit there for a couple <laughs> minutes pressing the button. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what about you, Lid? Uh, I'm probably just going to have to agree with uh, Josh and Nick on this. The level design, you know, some of the platforms really don't stand out. I mean, there was one time in the Savage Land I was trying to jump on a ledge, and it was part of the background. It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't the ledge. So, uh, Another one, the difficulty. The, the first time I played this, back when I was younger, I'd put it on easy just to try to get a feel for the game, and I still couldn't get past the first level. Right. Then, so, I mean, it's one of those where even when you play it on easy, you know, and just kind of trying to learn the game, it still just beats you down and doesn't quit. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The, the limitations on the superpowers, too, is another big gripe I had. I mean, these, these guys have these superpowers and they're trained to use them, but they can only use it like three times and then it's gone. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the, that's kind of, you know, I can only echo what you guys said there. And, that, you know, there was a, a couple of instances um, where, you know, anytime you fall off a platform or something like that, um, you, you know, Jean Grey will, will save you. You know, she'll, she'll revive you and stuff. Uh, she'll, you know, she'll pull you up from the bottom of the screen and put you back on the platform. Yeah, she well, doesn't do anything when Juggernaut's stepping on her. What's up with that? Yeah, I know. Where is she then? Uh, <laughs> Um, well, anyways, I was my health was real low, and I didn't know that you know every time you fell, it was still taking your health away. Uh, well, I, my health was really low, and I fell off a cliff, uh, and Jean Grey saves me. I'm like, oh good, oh great, I don't have to start this all over. So she puts me all the way at the top of the thing on the top platform, and as soon as I hit the top platform, then I die. I was like, what? <laughs> she body slammed you, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, so I waited all you know for her to get me all the way back to the top where I jumped off, and then I died. So. I, I guess the main thing that bothers me about this game is it's really, really um, repetitive. I, I, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Like the platforming, it's these stages are unbelievably long. You know, just trying to find and, and trying to find out where you're going and everything. I just I, I didn't have that much fun playing this game uh, for, for that reason. Um, and like you guys said, the hit detection's a little bit off. Uh, you know, there's no sound. I think when you actually try to hit somebody, so or or that shows that they've been hit um so yeah it's just i don't know the, to me there was something missing it's not it's not a bad game i mean I, we'll get into our overall uh, reviews here in a little bit but uh yeah i have to i definitely have to agree with you guys but what i didn't know is i only made it to stage three but here's a little uh f- fun fact here is that apparently you actually have to reset the game at some point in the game um i think it's like mojo's level yeah, it says you have to reset the computer, and you actually have to hit the reset button in your console. Which would be which so means, scary. <laughs> uh, but that means I, I cannot beat the game on my Nomad. The Nomad uh, doesn't have a reset button. Oh, wow. That's the only yeah. reason you didn't beat it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, see, I, I didn't know that. But see, I can imagine so many kids, okay, I'm going to press this reset button, and they hold it in too long, and they reset the whole game. Yeah, that was like a complaint that I actually read that some folks who reviewed the game said, you know, that if you hold the reset button in too long, it starts the game over from the beginning. Right. I mean, you figure you make it that far. I mean, like Mojo stage is what, the second to last stage? Uh, you get that far and then you do that. I mean, it's a cool idea. It's kind of like breaking the fourth wall uh, yeah. in video games. And I know like Metal Gear Solid did a lot of that too. But that could also really frustrate some people. <laughs> 
<laughs> Especially little kids who work so hard. Let, let's be honest. That's just cruel, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, you're, you're probably, like, searching around the whole level, like, where's this reset button in the game, you know? like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's the kind of stuff that makes me just want to throw something. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, guys. Well, um, I didn't write down a high score for this. Did you? Do you guys write down high scores or anything? No, nah, I didn't. I just cried and wrote down a zero because I couldn't be juggernaut. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, it's time to get into the big question of whether or not X-Men for the Sega Genesis is a gem. So, Landon, we will start with you, my man. Oh, this is this is a tough one because I suggested this game. Ten-year-old uh, me would say that it's a gem. Me now, no. <laughs> it's a good game. It's decent, but the, the, the bad just outweighs the good. Yeah. All right, Josh, how about you, man? <laughs> You know, uh, I really respect the fact that they put a lot of the characters into the game. You know, you've got uh, several of the superheroes, and you've got a lot of the villains. So, I mean, they put a lot of content into the game, and they did a good job on the artwork and the sound. Uh, but to me, it's just the gameplay that kills it. Um, like Nick had mentioned earlier, like, I know Comic Zone came out near the end of the life of the Genesis. I think it was 95. But if you compare that game to this game, even though it was two years later, it's just uh, like Rob, like you were saying, there's something missing mm-hmm. in the game. And when you, Comic Zone is fun to play. You know, when you punch someone, you can you can tell the animation is responsive. You're having fun. Or even Streets of Rage, which came out probably before this game. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a fun factor where you're getting feedback from the game when you're kicking butt. And that's something that this game is missing. And because of that, to me, it just makes the game to where it's not really fun. So I'd say it's uh, it's not a gem for me for that reason. All right, two not gems. How about you, Nick? Yeah, what Josh Josh just said nailed it on the head. I absolutely echo what he said. Um, of course, the hit this the hit detection. I've already said that. And uh, kind of going back what Landon said, you know, this as a kid, this was this was absolutely a gem. And I think if it wasn't X Men characters on the cartridge itself, I probably wouldn't even own this today. But it's just the fact that I loved X-Men so much, I was willing to, to play the LJN game on Nintendo and then do this. You know, and I'm, I'm the same with Star Wars, love Star Wars, and there's a ton of really bad Star Wars games that I have, and it's just because it's Star Wars. And it's right. just, it's just To me, that felt like a really bad marketing plan by whoever made this game. It's like, let's stick yeah. X-Men on it, it's going to sell. And not, not that it's a bad game, it's just to me, it's when I would list my all-time favorite Sega Genesis games, this would not be on the list, so not a gem for me. Well, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you guys on all all fronts. I love the X-Men franchise. I did not have this game as a kid. I got it uh, a couple years later, probably when I was a teenager, and it was frustratingly hard then, and it's the same way right now. Uh, it's a it's not a bad game, you know, like you said, Nick, like all of you guys said. It's not a terrible game. It's just not a great game. It's not what I would consider a gem that, you know, if I only had 10 games to own, this would be one of them. Uh, so, therefore, I agree with you guys. Love the X-Men franchise, but I think there's a better game out there, a better X-Men game out there than this. So, uh, <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> uh, so, all four of us agree that it's not a gem. Yeah, I have to say, while this game isn't terrible, it's just not a game I'd want to go back and play again. What are you talking about? Who is that? <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Oh no, it's Logan. Oh, hey Logan. We didn't know you were going to join us this morning. Oh, ho, ho. Looks like you've been having fun without me. Hey, listen, Logan. It's not that we think the game's bad. It's just not great. Oh, cowards! Logan, relax. Look, here. See for yourself. I ain't exactly crazy about it myself. 
Well, listen, Logan. We'll review Clone Wars one of these days. I promise. And if I were a betting man, I'd say it's a gem, you know? Good. Then get me out of here. Alright guys, well there you have it, uh, Wolverine came by and uh, paid us a little bit of a visit, kind of scared us, but uh, uh, he agrees <laughs> that this game is not a gem as well. So, um, so alright, and here's a sound clip for the next game, so if you recognize the music, uh, just send us an email at Genesis Gems Podcast and let us know and we'll give you a shout out on the next show. So here it is. Well, all right, guys. I guess that's it for another episode of Genesis Gems. And uh, until next time, we'll talk to you. Oh, that sounded terrible. <laughs> until next time, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm so bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs> Stay out of the danger zone. <laughs> Stay out of the danger zone, dudes. You know, uh, who wants to do the next one? <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> I did the intros, guys. You got to step up. Come on. Now. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. Wait. And um, smart guest. <laughs> 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 Special guest. Oh, we're gonna have some fun this one. And then what I'll do when I before I send you this track, any time I'm not talking, I'll just completely level it out. What if I'm telling a funny story and you're not laughing? Well, then, well that was not that funny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good. Now get me out of here. Good job, man. <laughs> thank you, thank yeah. you. I'll be at the I'll be at the Canton Playhouse this evening. <laughs> was that the Pac-Man there? Yeah, it was. Oh, all right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good. Look at that. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs>